0: Greetings and welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, to episode 302 of the Words About Games podcast, the weekly news, culture, and gaming discussion podcast for Words About Games. I'm your host, Amy K. Alexander, and smirking to my <laughs> left <laughs> is Mr. Zaffer Moody.
1: Hello. Howdly-doodly-doo. It's Monday. You know what that means, everybody. I've returned. Mm-hmm. For three weeks,
0: <laughs> and then I'm gonna fire you again. Yeah, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I just want to point out that I didn't catch <clears throat> COVID until you stopped doing the podcast. Therefore, <laughs> I think it's only it's logical my fault. to conclude that I caught it's your fault that I caught COVID. I think that's fair. What do you think?
1: It's my fault. It's my fault that you went out.
0: Says that it just. I went out. <laughs> yeah. Went close to people uh, f- without masks when, when have you ever known? When have you ever known me to go close to anybody? <laughs> uh-huh. Ever? Jeez, <coughs> That's slander! Hard, yeah. That's slander! That's slander! I will see you in court. <laughs> and now this
1: is, how, and this is how it erupts. I, I get. I'm getting sued now.
0: <laughs>
1: Justifiably, if I do say so myself how are you I'm not how bad I'm not bad at all I'm very good actually very good as everyone may or may or may not know I did get a job at long last in the industry as a cure tester yeah we
0: didn't mention it on the podcast because we didn't know what we me and Joe had this talk because he was the first person he jumped in fire and we were and and it and it came up about two minutes before we were recording where it was just like what do we say about moody and i was like oh i don't actually know like he never actually said like how much to say so we'll just we'll just we will just make it a non-issue right we'll just we'll not say anything <laughs> and then it was like no we have to say something it's like all right fine yeah, all right. and then i was like i'm gonna slander him for 15 straight minutes i'm just gonna talk absolute shit about him
1: And you didn't until the next episode. Until the next episode. Yeah, we're both. (laughs) I was like ready. I was ready to listen to the abuse I was going to get from you for the first episode. (laughs) I was just like, is that it? Is that it?
0: I remember (laughs) what I said on that episode. You say, is that it? That hurts my feelings a little bit. I was so nice. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you said something
1: really nice. You, You said nice things. I know... It's hard for you to say something nice, so it's old. I know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I know it's, it's, it was—it's yeah. it, it, it came from the heart for you because <laughs> you—you don't
0: say anything nice at all. It's very difficult. <laughs> it was very difficult for me to dig deep and find that niceness. You know, like I don't say nice <laughs> things about anybody ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, I can speak about certain things of obviously what my job is. I am a software QA tester for Sony PlayStation. Yes. The big times, ladies and gentlemen. That one. My first job is with the big times. Uh, obviously, I cannot say anything <laughs> understandable whatsoever. Um, but yeah, it's a. I, I can basically say what I do I test the firmware of the console with any game that's coming out. Okay. Oh, basically, what games have come out? Should I say? Sure, sure, I don't sure. test any. I don't test anything when it's what's coming up or anything like that. I'm just testing what's already out. So, like, first training I did, I tested. I was testing Horizon Forbidden West for the first few days. I was doing it so, and I've been doing that throughout like for my first few weeks. And yeah, I've had a heck of a time. The people are absolutely amazing. They're a really good, good bunch of lads and lasses, and they're really getting on really well with all of them. So. I am having a heck of a time, um, obviously, it's only a temp job, it's for now, touch wood, I w- will secure permanency for future, um, but at this moment in time, yeah, uh, the vote is like very different for me, like I'm four on four off, so like right now I'm off for the next couple of weeks on a Sunday, so I am here for the next couple of weeks, so then after that I will be gone for about four, four or five weeks or so, give or take. And then I'll return. Basically around the time when my contract's almost done. So yeah. But no, yeah, it's uh I'll have I'm a lot. Of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, the the first story, yeah. The first story is my f- is my first back to shift done that week. So I'll miss it all and everything, so <laughs> I can say whatever the fuck I want. Don't yeah, have
0: okay. to tip around, being all like, No, Moody, they're not gonna make a Dino Crisis, but it's okay. To keep believing that pat, head, pat, head, pat, head, pat. You know, now mm. just be like fucking Dino Crisis. Who the fuck played Dino Crisis in twenty twenty two?
1: That's true, like. Not Capcom. Not Capcom. <laughs> They'll just wind you up and hot block you. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um Yeah. Wine no, it's on cool. the <laughs> I got some I got
0: some moves. I'm making some moves for the For the future. For the future, for the for the for the five weeks you're off. I mean. I' I don't mean this to sound bitchy or, or, or angry in any way, but I have a lot more notice this time <laughs> than I did the first time where it was like, ah! <laughs> what do I do? That's
1: fair. Yeah, that is much fair indeed. <laughs> it's fine. More notice than what I give you the first time because obviously everything was dropped on oh, yeah. me like really fast notice for me. Like I literally, I had the interview and it was literally like, if you, if you we you will need to be here by Monday. So I needed a, when that went then obviously i got the confirmation and everything like that and i was i didn't even start feeling like of happiness until probably the saturday before i was meant to go yeah. the, or anything like that because i was just like focusing on okay i need to sort out a hotel i need to sort out traveling i need to sort out this i need to sort out that and we, we were just like both me and my partner and my mother we were just like full-on focused we were trying to see if we can do this and everything and thankfully we have been able to do it so, like the Sunday, the first Sunday was obviously the first time uh, I did drop you in the ship. But thankfully, yo, thank you. you drop very me much in the ship; it was fine. To Joe, for Stan, for Elf. For, <laughs> I said there was only in. one man of the job for the job. And I got you him. did, and I got him. You did, you did get him. You did get him indeed. probably thank get you him for again. Both.
0: Yeah. If there is a perfect co-host to do an E3 podcast. Joe Medfost is the perfect person.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: if you're listening to this. <laughs> and we know you do. I'm going to slide into your DMs again. <clears throat> I slid sliding into his DMs the other day. He raided me with 86 people on Friday night. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I was playing the Stanley Parable. Actually, I was not finished playing the Stanley Parable. That's um, getting really good reviews. Because it's a really good game. <laughs> yeah. It's... I won't say anymore. But uh it's very, very good. Even if you've played the original and think, oh, it's just a remaster with a bit of new content. No, it's not. Play it, play it, play it. It's very much more than that. It's the Stanley parable. Um, but yeah, no, it was fine. It was good. I, I had an interest in a few weeks. Like didn't do a podcast last week. Should probably addressed the fact that nothing happened last week because I had COVID and I cancelled. I had Patrick was gonna do the third was gonna do the last week's podcast with me. Um, and mm-hmm. bless him. He was such a sweetheart about it. I, I, I text him at like 4 p.m. I was like, there's no, this isn't happening. <laughs> like I've been trying to, to get myself into a place where I can do it and I can't do it. Um, yeah. So we're just going to have to cancel the whole thing. That's fair. Um, and he was really nice about it. Bless him. Because I kind of blocked off his Sunday after, his Sunday night and, and then with a few hours notice was like, it's done. We're out. Sorry. No podcast. Which is the first time like we've ever done an unscheduled, like not like cancellation. Like we've had weeks off, like, you know, Christmases and E3s and stuff like that. Like, but they've always been planned and scheduled and announced. I've never cancelled a podcast in three hundred and I ne- I had never cancelled a podcast in three hundred and one episodes. <laughs> so I took some time to feel good about that. Because I was like, damn, that's a lot of episodes to like Never cancel a podcast. That's true. It's a a long time. I started this podcast in 2015. and I didn't have a cancellation until 2022. Donald Trump hadn't even been president when I started this podcast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was a much Mm -hmm. more hopeful time back then. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I started a podcast Mm -hmm. thinking, this will be fun. I'll get my friends and we'll talk about video games. Video games are great to talk about they're a lot of fun. And that's true. There's nothing bad about them. <laughs> and now it's 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if any of any of that is any of that true anymore.
1: <laughs> that <is> true, yeah. <laughs> well, not mm. one.
0: wonder there's one good thing about video games <clears throat> really. You you work on them.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: true. I do work on you
1: them, do. Yes. You do.
0: And you're a pretty cool guy, if I do say so myself.
1: Well, thank you. You're a pretty cool chicken, if I do say so myself. I am.
0: I mean, I have my moments. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, COVID mm-hmm. sucks,
0: by the way. Like, I don't know if I, I haven't. You said had that the, a lot. I haven't <laughs> had the chance to properly articulate that on the podcast. It, like that first day, because I, I, I did the podcast the day I, I caught. I, I don't know, not the day I caught it, but the day, it, yeah. the day it caught up with me. Mm -hmm. and like i'd walk up in the morning nelly was here because we were going out to the park on the sunday and i went out and there's pics on the instagram it was a great day it was really sunny it was really nice we went out we both looked fantastic the park was amazing we had a nice walk and then we walked from the park all the way into the town and then i got back and i was like oh you know it was a bit sunny so i was like i'm a bit warm and i've been walking i'm gonna have a nap had a nap walk up from the nap oh, I don't feel... Mm, her, her, her. Hmm. My throat feels a bit weird. Uh, I'll do a test just in case because I just got a box of tests. So I had like... You know, when you're like, you have loads of tests lying around, so you just cavalier kind of with them. You're like, oh, I've just sniffed once. I better do a test to make sure I don't have COVID. But I was like, oh, my throat hmm. feels a bit weird. I'll have a test. And I did a test, walked away, forgot about the test. <laughs> Came back like an hour and a half later. And I had it on my desk, but I don't have it I anymore mean, because i up it. it, And it was like, I looked at it and I was like, there's two, there's two lines. Shit. I'm supposed to do a podcast in like two hours or something. I was like, right, I better text people. I need to text people. Like tell them, you know, by the way, I've got COVID. Did the thing everybody does. So just sent a picture of the test to a lot of people. Are you still going to do the podcast? Yeah, yeah, I'm not feeling too bad. So, you know, <laughs> I'm good. I, I'm good enough to still do the podcast. <clears throat> Sat down. With Alfie to do the podcast, still even in the beginning of the podcast, I sat there and said, "I don't feel that bad," so I think we'll be all right. Forty-five minutes into the podcast, I think was when I realized I had made a horrible mistake. But it's it's the sunk cost fallacy, right? I'm in. I've done this much. I'm going to finish it.
1: Gotta keep on going. Yeah. Ninety
0: minutes into the podcast, I realized that was a mistake. <laughs> we should have stopped. But you know what? There's only like 30 minutes left. Um, we got games out next with this week. And I was like, I can't barely speak anymore. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so Elfie was like, I was like, Elfie, do you want to do a fantasy critic check in? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, cool, go for it.
1: <laughs> I'm going to
0: sleep. <laughs> and then she did that. We finished the podcast. By Sunday night. Monday, you know, like Sunday night, it was like three a.m. So like Monday morning or something, I was still awake. I was sweating buckets. I had the office on on the screen in the background. So like from from the morning to less than like twenty four hours, I went from fit and healthy enough to go for a walk like for like two three miles in the park and then another mile into town. <laughs> to I couldn't get up and down the stairs in one go. <laughs> Damn.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it hit you good.
0: It came on so quick, and it lasted for for a while. Like I'm still not 100 percent now. I'm much better than I was. Um, but I remember, um, it got to the end of like the five days, and I got a text, and it was like, "Oh, so like, how are you feeling?" And I was like, "I feel like shit." Have you done a test? No, I haven't done a test. yet I'm gonna do one on the on the Friday morning. Did it? <laughs> Put the, got the test out did the thing you know how the tests work you know like you, you drop the thing in the thing and then it fills up like very slowly yeah. and it was filling up and fill it was filling up it got to the top it got to the bottom line and before it had even filled all the way up so you didn't have the top line the bottom line had already appeared i was like yeah i've still got covid <laughs> how long did the test take to confirm it 20 seconds <laughs> it's like all right great yeah Um, don't catch COVID. It's not, it's not good. Everyone's like, oh, it's like a cold. Oh, it's the spicy flu. (laughs) Hey, for some people, I'm sure it is. But if you get it like I got it, (laughs) you're going to regret everything that's ever happened in your entire life.
1: Yeah, I watched the episode and I was just like, oh, oh." well, obviously I already knew that you had COVID and everything like that because you told me. But um, like when I watched, eventually watched the episode, I was like, okay. So I watched it, and I was just like, oh, she sounds all right. That's good, good, good. Like within like an hour, I was thinking, oh, you ain't, you ain't good. <laughs> and then by the end, I was thinking, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> because I was. It's
0: like it's not like I had built myself up to to do the episode and then deteriorated as it went on. It was. No, I felt fine. I felt, I felt, I felt all right. Like, I felt decent enough to do a podcast at the start. <laughs> and it was, it was like, as the podcast went on, I was getting worse. Like, that's what happened. It wasn't like I'd just like done something daft and been like filled myself with like whatever, ibuprofen or something to get myself through. It was like, no, no, I genuinely felt pretty yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. And then two hours later, I was like, I wasn't even sure I was going to make it into bed <laughs> from the podcast. Like I hit the podcast to upload like on the, on the Monday. And then it was like six, seven o'clock. And I was like, I need to do, I need to publish the podcast. And I had, I had like a, a good 20, 30 minute, um, internal monologue of, do I put the podcast out without timestamps? Because I don't think I can do the timestamps. <laughs> <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> yeah. um and then i spent it took me like an hour to do what takes me like 10 minutes of <laughs> like doing these timestamps it was it's horrible
1: I what do you mean? <laughs> like yeah don't catch covid everybody. don't catch
0: covid wear a mask get vaccinated
1: like social Touch distance words. do the whole thing i have not had it yet like my my trainer literally said, What really? I was thinking, Yeah, everyone else who like was in the training, who trained with me on my teachers, they were just like, Yeah, well I've all up, we've all had it. It was like right. I haven't. <laughs> no, neither had I. Until
0: that point, that was the first time I'd caught caught COVID. Um and yeah, it's like I what I can say is like I'm really glad that i'd have had three three shots because if it was that bad when i I had what i like when i had like three vaccinations like imagine what it could have been like yeah like just i had bless him joseph moran uh playstation uh the trophy room and playstation podcast saw me tweet like that i have covid and he just came straight into my dms and he was like okay like do you want some advice and i was like yeah i'll take some advice like Definitely, because I was I was anxious. I had, like, a lot of anxiety about catching it and how bad I was feeling and, like, shit, like, because COVID is very, really serious. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'll take anything you got. And he just gave me, like, this huge list of, like, stuff that helped him when he had COVID because he had COVID really badly last year. Um, so, like, you know, I had, like, people reaching out and giving me, like, cool advice and just talking to me. Stuff like that was really good. Um, yeah, but I want to give a special shout out to Joseph because like he just he like it, what like the advice was good and I don't want to like say like oh you know like the advice was the advice was definitely worthwhile and, and like it was good to have but like it just calmed me down like in a moment when I was like kind of panicking a bit um, yeah so that was more helpful for that than then than the advice was helpful but the <laughs> it calmed me down in a moment when I needed calming down so that was nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh, that's good yeah go subscribe try for playstation podcast it's a good they podcast good. they're
1: cool dudes so you're podcasting
0: they're cool guys we like them a lot
1: around here <clears throat> shall we i got the playstation before you joe <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shh, sh- <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> Let me start the show, Then we're going to do a bit. It's a bit of a slow news week, sort of. Um, it's not a slow news week, but I think it's going to be a slow. Amy and Rudy aren't going to talk too much about the news week, um, so let's start the show. This is the Words About Games podcast every Monday. You can get a video version of the show on youtube.com slash wordsaboutgamesuk or an audio version on a variety of platforms including Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and more. There's timestamps in the description wherever you choose to get your podcast, so you can see what we've been chatting about, skip around or watch the entire podcast backwards. We don't mind, we're just happy that you're here. Uh, If you'd like to support us Of our content directly You can go over to Coffee.com Slash words about games And buy us a coffee And If you want to hang out with us While we've been playing While we play some games Head over to Twitch.tv Slash words about games Because I've been streaming Again
1: (laughs) Yes you did You streamed (laughs) Horizon I streamed Horizon
0: today And I streamed uh, Faz last night And I streamed Stanley Parable (laughs) The night before Like Just felt like Playing some games So I did Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) You did not sound like you were enjoying Horizon.
0: Um, <laughs> we'll talk about it. You weren't. It, exactly. I that could was, tell like, you weren't. I
1: was literally thinking, that's oh that's my God. Not, that's All she's doing true. is complaining. It's not entirely true. I was <laughs> complaining a lot. was complaining a lot. Yeah. You really were. A some lot of, of the stuff what you were saying was completely valid. There's no doubt about it. I, so do, I, do agree <laughs> with, I do agree with some parts what you're talking about. But, um, yeah, I was, I was just like, oh, my God, all she's done is this complain. Oh, my God. <laughs> while, I, while I was just creating a new Dino deck on Yu-Gi-Oh! I was just thinking, oh, my God. I, I want to support her, so I won't mute her. For her. <laughs> Fuck you, too. <laughs> anyway.
0: Time step story number one. Moody has a PlayStation 5. There we go. No. I do! I do!
1: Yes, I do. <laughs> hey, yay. I have, yes. Woo! PlayStation <laughs> birds i also got a charizard okay how we doing this
0: it's been three weeks how many toys have you bought
1: i also got goku (laughs) yeah and i got a Vegeta. (laughs) you must have bought so many toys (laughs) and i've got a lucario on the way as well sure 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 that was. Should it, would have been, it should have been a year yesterday, but apparently it's not. So it's annoying me. And I also started because of, because of work, mate. Um, I started. I created a Yu-Gi-Oh deck to play with them. Oh god!
0: <laughs> it's, it's transitioned into real life. It's Now I don't know where all that PlayStation money is going to go. <laughs> Blue eyes, green dragon, or whatever the hell it is.
1: No, no, no! I'm creating a Dino deck. Oh, okay.
0: Like, I know you really want Dino Crisis to be a thing, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but
1: yeah, I want. It I'm creating a Dino deck.
0: Welcome to but the current no. generation.
1: I know. Well, I've already kind of been there. Yeah. I've got. I've had a Series X for a while yeah. now. I mean, I've had an Xbox. Well, you're Series full, X, but... you're, not, you're not a full generation until you get a PlayStation Five. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Pretty yeah? much, like. Um, I can play. Fair. You can play all those
0: all those Xbox games on a, on an Xbox One, right? But you you know you can't play Returnal on a, on a PS4 <laughs> and a and a PC <laughs> as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
1: know, yeah, uh, yeah. I finally got one. I literally got one. I bought one while I was there training, which was funny. Like a friend, uh, yeah. one of the trainees, who sadly is on blue shift because I got on very well with them. Um, they said how they got it how they got theirs and everything like that so they gave me the tweet the twitter handle they was they found they found it on and i literally just followed it followed the i think it's playstation Store stock something uk
0: on twitter sure sure sure
1: and i had that following and, and like i had notifications like when they tweet so i literally go to the notification and i'm literally just on my break and i'm like pressing and i just go well oh
0: yeah and i was like yeah i got one <laughs> the amount of times i've done that service for you in the past year and a half i've been like moody playstations and you've gone no nah, no nah, i don't want a playstation right now 10 minutes of working at playstation
1: <laughs> and Moody, the building's a PlayStation amazing. Five. the building's absolutely amazing
0: um we'll have to put a thing on about playstation i suppose for the this episode, but yeah, no, like, so, like, what you do, like, you're playing, what you're playing, what you're playing, you're playing Horizon Ops,
1: playing, playing Ops? Horizon, no, just Horizon Forbidden West right now, that's all I have right now. Okay, I haven't touched anything else, so I haven't rented anything else from Boomerang.
0: Right? Sure, sure, sure. Shame you couldn't library yeah. checks, I got a lot of PlayStation games. Uh-huh. How cool is this controller? Funny <laughs> it really, thing is,
1: the, I didn't. I never actually touched the PlayStation 5 controller until I worked a PlayStation. Like, yeah, literally, when right, I was testing, yeah. I literally went, this is the first time I've ever held a PlayStation 5 controller. Sense, yeah. like, like, And I was just like... It was, like, really... Because, obviously, I've heard it from you. I've heard it from, like, Joseph and Kyle from the PlayStation uh, Trophy Room and everything. But, damn, like, until you actually realize it, it really is a stark difference. Like, there was a big leak between... The PS three controller oh, to the PS four controller. Like,
0: ergonomically, definitely. Like I remember I went to EGX. I've actually got a thing. <clears throat> Hold on. When I went to EGX yeah. the first year I went to EGX it was twenty it was twenty thirteen and I, and I got a cool thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I played a first first. Yeah. yeah.
0: I played. I played. <laughs> I played PS4 first at Eurogamer Expo 2013. We'll put that there. Um, and um, I'd never like obviously like I held the PS4 controller, and I didn't have a PS3, like ever, like not at all. Um, the controller did suck. I'm the controller was terrible. It. Yeah, I'd used yeah, the controller yeah. before, like friends and stuff, but like I played Warframe <laughs> on PS4. Um, cause you had to go into the special PS4 section and, and I, um, and I like held the DualShock 4 and I was like, oh my God, like I played an Xbox one, um, already that weekend played that uh, Rome, uh, Rise, that Rome game. That Rise, came out, yes. it. yes. That was terrible. Yeah, Um, it was really we all got kicked right. out. <laughs> we all got kicked out of that demo. Cause you had to go into a, um, into a special room and they were very adamant that you couldn't hit the button to go to the dashboard and someone hit the button to go to the dashboard and we all got kicked out (laughs) and then brought back in
1: (laughs) you got one thing to do people just play the Um, game you don't need to press the dashboard
0: yeah um but yeah like I I, I held the ps4 controller the dualshock phone I was like this is the best controller I've ever held in my entire life
1: (laughs) it was a pretty darn good controller and Um, yeah this this is a step up right a mile Like the adaptive triggers, like I never obviously never felt them until I've tried it. And I was just like, holy crap, this feels right for some weird reason. I don't know what I can't put it in, I can't put it in the words or even say it properly or anything, but it's like it just feels right that you have to put pressure on to like to help feel it. Like it immerses you into the game. Like parts of like where you're ill or you're like, you have to use your speed to open up certain things and you just. And feel it's, like it's you, you are being that character. Yeah. It's, it's like really you are well actually done. like
0: pushing the spear into the thing, like pushing yeah. through the resistance. Like, yeah, like I wasn't joking. I was, well, I was joking, obviously, but like <clears> kind of not when I was saying uh, like last year, I think, was it last year when I was making the jokes where I was like, so game of the year is the is the Dual Sense 5, is the Dual Sense controller? Like, <laughs> yeah, you did say that. Yeah, yeah. You,
1: you're not, you weren't lying. Yeah. And
0: it's like, it's hard to convey with words like how good dual senses as a controller like you have to use it so like when you text me and you sent me the picture like i've got a ps5 i was like i can't wait the number and it it sounds really weird but the number one thing i was waiting to ask you was how good's that fucking controller
1: (laughs) i'm not gonna lie playstation biased or not whatever (laughs) i I, hey i'm all like
0: this i'm balanced i'm balanced it's the fucking shit it's the fucking
1: shit yeah it's um i won't lie like like it's amazing that xbox haven't done it yet
0: you gotta think they're doing it i would have thought so like i don't know it's hard to tell what xbox are doing these days like not necessarily i'm not saying that in a bad way like just in general yeah, it's hard yeah, to yeah. tell what they're actually planning
1: yeah <laughs> we'll find out shortly what we are We will about. find out shortly <laughs> when we talk about some of our news but like
0: <laughs> i just thought i'd like to give you the broom to talk about your ps5 because you have a ps5 and
1: yeah uh um, like good. i said i haven't played much on it right now except horizon um i don't take it with me i take my xbox with me because it has all my apps sure on it I and mean yeah Play, I, and yeah. the PlayStation's fucking massive I watch it's big yeah yeah, it's like peeking
0: it, over like if I look it's like peeking just peeking over the monitor just like watching yeah. me, like mm-hmm. I've got it standing up it's like
1: you are talking about me
0: <laughs> <laughs> no he <That's>, is <laughs> uh, is, that a, is that an Xbox controller in your hand there what's that doing <laughs> in your hand
1: I no, use the Xbox yeah. to
0: watch like apps and stuff as well yeah yeah. Um, I I hadn't used the PlayStation until I played the Stanley Parable like in twenty twenty two. Like, mm-hmm. I just I, re, I I booted it up, and uh, and it does that thing where it's like you know it's got the apps, and it was like the last game I played was Keen and Bridge of Spirits, and I was like I played that like two days before we did our Game of the Year podcast. <laughs> two days before we did our Game of the Year podcast, I was like shit, <laughs> and actually used it to play a game this year, like a new game this year. No, I was gonna
1: say, two. yeah, it's, yeah, um, yeah. Um, there's not much I can say. Like I said, I've only played one game on yeah, it yeah. right now, um, but I'm looking forward to seeing obviously what's obviously what we know, what's down the pipeline, what we know is coming and everything. So it's going to be very yeah. fascinating to see what happens. I need play Ratchet. No. I know, I know. I think I'm going to hold that off because I do want to try Ratchet because, like, obviously Joe loved it when we reviewed it like you give it a really, really high praise. you really liked it as well um i really want to try a what's the name rivet is it rivet, rivet yes rivet yeah mm-hmm. i always like strong female protagonists so i'm always like always into that like so, me yeah, yeah hell yeah indeed you're growing that long Grr. last after two weeks of <laughs> 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 it's a fake it's a facade it's <laughs> it's <fake>. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's weird, it's like you say, it. it's, just, it's just weird. Like, I work at PlayStation, yeah, it's weird to say that at the same time. I'm so, so proud of you. So, I thought, for your first podcast
0: back, what better way to start than by talking about the <laughs> Xbox and Bethesda Game <laughs> Showcase that's been announced for June?
1: <laughs> well, it, like, if... if if PlayStation came out and announced something, I would not really be able to talk about it. So <laughs> just in case and everything like that. So
0: just in case would... they, they announced the horizon.
1: <laughs> Basically, yeah. Horizon three. Horizon <laughs> three. Yeah.
0: Um Yeah, it's gonna air on June twelfth, beginning at ten AM PT, noon CET, one PM Eastern time, uh six pm British summer time. And it will feature, quote, amazing titles coming from Xbox Game Studios, Bethesda, and our partners around the world, end quote.
1: So basically, I'll finish my first shift that day, and then I'll get back to my hotel. So basically, I will watch the highlights. (laughs) I will watch it when it's probably finished. And you guys doing the podcast probably uh, discussing Um, whatever you guys are doing. I don't know. know know. I
0: don't know what we're doing. Like, for that, it's uh, it's such an awkward time, I think. I'll get someone to do the podcast um we might do it live because i wanna i'll probably wanna s I'll probably twitch stream this and then roll over and in, in doing the podcast and I might as well just do it live
1: the one time we do it live and I'm not gonna be there <laughs> that's the son of a bitch that
0: like <laughs> not not no like not for the audience interactions or whatever just in general no, just because we're already there so it's, it's going to be much yeah. simpler just do that no, um yeah but uh yeah it's um it's exciting like i'm excited like we've talked about um xbox like the future of xbox in terms of like the games <clears throat> that they're making um like for the for like <clears throat> a while now and i've said like i'm i'm excited like they've got a lot of cool stuff in the pipeline and you know, some stuff seems to have hit snags, you know, State of Decay 3 and Perfect Dark, but, like, they've got a lot in the pipeline and a lot that we haven't heard about, and they keep striking up cool partnerships with cool for cool games in Game Pass, like, that joke that I'm never going to need to pay for a game again, I just get them all in Game Pass, I mean, <laughs>
1: it's it is there, yeah, it's no becoming
0: doubt. more and more a reality. <laughs> Like it is, yeah, <laughs> I was looking at the games that were coming out in in May and like what I would like buy or rent or whatever, and I was like, most of these games are coming out in game pass. that's absurd
1: <laughs> yeah. let's, let's it's a great, it's a great deal like we've always always said uh, Xbox's game pass is a fantastic deal. Um, and I am excited to see what they do and what they reveal, and <clears> everything. <throat> if they do reveal anything of sub- substance, or if they at least show off some of the things we already know about. Obviously, I think the big main thing is what they'll show is probably Starfield. Yeah, like Starfield, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it will probably close it. I think Starfield will probably close. Um, um, I thought alive will
0: open it or close I it. I think I think they'll open, start with Starfield, because I think they'll close with something newish. Either completely new or something we haven't seen. Like say Fable or Avowed or something like that. Like or Fable, actually. Like I don't think Avowed is a big enough title to close the show out. But like I could see them like with a fable level reveal. <coughs> like to close out the show. Um, but I think
1: closing out with a would be a sign to that, <coughs> to a sign that Xbox is saying to the players is that this is a game that you guys should be playing forget about the reputation of what we thought this of the studio already has because they have a great reputation already we know this yes but like this is a avowed what like for me like if you want to punch hard and you and avowed is that game do it but i do agree with you the one that will probably hit harder is probably fable but just because it has the brand and name recognition right now and people are very interested just to see what a yeah. a quote a quote on fair, fair to say a a car, dev- car, game developer, a racing developer, to create an open world, probably third person action RPG. Yeah, and so to so see what they can do with that, which I, I have no doubt about. It. I truly believe they will blow it out of the park. I think they'll I think create a fine. great game. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time, like I am fascinated. Like Xbox, like like you said, like will we see anything of Pitch uh, Pitch Dark? What's the perfect perfect dark? P- perfect dark. I don't think we we'll see anything of so. that. I think I don't think we'll see anything of um, the zombie game. State of K3. three. That State was of three.
0: We, we know now that that was revealed too early. Like cast Hell eye yeah. and it was in a story. But we, we kind of assumed that when they revealed it that it's like it's a bit early for this, isn't it? Um, no. I see what you're saying about if a is the game, then a is the game. And I personally agree with with what you're saying. Like, you know, if you've got a game that looks amazing do it but like and then i put myself in the mindset of twitter which is a horrible experience no one should ever have to do that <laughs> of like if if xbox ends with avowed i feel like a lot of people are gonna go on twitter and go that was the last game <clears throat> oh you know like whereas like you could you get a bunch of more positive re- positive reception on social media if the last game is like something well known like fable or yeah, I, th- I just no. thought of another one. Um, Hellblade was another one I was thinking could close out. Like, if you get a lengthy reveal, like um, for me, for me, the one of the criteria for it being a clo- a, sh- a game that closes the showcase is it's coming within by the time it comes within the year. Months. Within the year, I think eighteen year.
1: months. Yeah, by by this, if not by the end of twenty twenty three. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah. So. Hellblade, I think yes. I think we'll see Hellblade. I yeah. think that's I think Hellblade's gonna be them one of their big games next year. Sure. I think um sure. uh like, Fable I think still probably twenty twenty four at the earliest. I don't think that's next year at all. State Decade, like say I think that's probably even that's past twenty twenty four. miles away. Like the, the, uh, the I don't think the,
0: Diaz is, is is gonna be a thing this year, like in terms of seeing it.
1: Well, when was the last one?
0: It wasn't that long ago. I don't think it was like twenty yeah. twenty. Oh, twenty nineteen was the end of twenty nineteen. It's like September. Um, like so. Yeah, I, that's yeah. too early. Yeah. I, I would say if you're going to reveal it, it. you reveal it next year. Yeah. If, it,
1: if the if the sixth one is in development, which we can all assume probably is. Yeah, I um, think
0: um, I think we'll get Starfield. Obviously. I'll be like, I think that'll be their focus. <clears throat> like, I have to keep forcing myself to remember that. No, no Amy, Skyrim is incredibly beloved by a lot of people. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Like, it's I have to like... remind myself that I am not the majority opinion on a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> Cause, yeah, Because yeah. I forget about it all the time because I'm not really that interested in Starfield. So I forget that it exists a lot. And then I'm like, but no, it's much, a big deal. Not, it's a big deal.
1: But you're not much of a Bethesda person anyway.
0: Not really, no. Um yeah. Not Bethesda the games sound, yeah. developed games.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're not what like that. But um, yeah, it's um, it's exciting. It's 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 exciting to hear this type of thing. I'll be surprised if we don't hear about Nintendo soon. Ah, uh, yeah, they'll do I'm, a
0: summer thing because they even said they more or less said they were going to do a summer thing in the last direct where it was like this yeah. is everything coming before summer. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about some Nintendo stuff way later in the podcast actually we'll talk about some bad nintendo stuff and then we'll talk about some nintendo games later um but the um the yeah i think you'll see you got starfield i think you'll get more redfall which is the vampire co-op um arcane studios I'm still a bit foggy from COVID, so bear with me if it takes me a second to remember stuff. Um oh, I can't
1: remember half the developers,
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're only one of my favourite development studios, it's fine. <laughs> no, but for me, but, um, uh, yeah, they'll what? they'll show they'll show more of that. they got you so you've got Redfall you've got Starfield and you've got Hellblade, <clears throat> you've probably got the next Forza. Um so they'll get a big expensive car up on the stage and like they always do for fucking Forza. Um I'm trying to think of like oh, yeah. that. Yes, like, please, forza, and fable. please.
1: And bring it out this year. I need those points. <laughs> you do need those points. Um, yeah, and then I think if, all, if I don't see Forza, I'm literally deleting it from, from my thingy instantly. <laughs> um,
0: and then after that, like, obviously, I think you'll see a couple of new announcements from, like, Bethesda yeah. Xbox Game Studios. Yeah. like i don't I, I think you might even get some Overwatch. like it's weird to think talk about it is in terms of the xbox e3 game showcase but i do think you'll see some Blizzard stuff there like i think you'll see diablo 4 i think you will see overwatch 2 people have been talking about overwatch recently i think there was a beta <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i've seen some yeah. stuff on twitter so i was like oh overwatch 2 yeah, so i think you'll probably they'll talk about some overwatch stuff there as well um it's gonna be a packed conference, like, and that's even before you yeah. think about like third party stuff coming in.
1: Well, they do always <sighs> quantity it. I can't say uh, how the quality is of the stuff because obviously we can't tell that yet. Yeah, but they overquant they, I think Microsoft themselves always over quantity it. Mm-hmm. They've done it for many years now. I can understand why. Because, like, obviously, they, they do a giant showreel and say saying, game pass, game pass, game pass, game pass, and all like that. And then, obviously, show these big AAA games, their third parties, that's going to be coming to it. And then, obviously, ballasting it hard with all their first parties. Yeah, uh, I think they just. Uh, sometimes, just uh, too much is literally just too much. Uh, I will not be surprised if we hear they they reveal 50 games at the
0: yeah well that's usually around about the benchmarks like 40 50 games For them, they always yeah. do yeah. yeah um last question and then we'll move on do do you think it's gonna this this showcase is gonna be one of those showcases that Xbox do where it's like everything you are about to see is gonna launch day one in game pass
1: not everything, no I think you'll see that. But I don't think the I don't think the trip all the triple A game stuff will.
0: Yeah, so you think there'll be triple A games from like partners and stuff that? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. just I just games like, it's it's not happening. But like say like if the Witcher four was, it, like going to be showing be shown and then it would just be like it's like Xbox will show a game like that without saying it's coming a Game Pass day one. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I wonder if he don't... is going to do anything with with them now that they're not doing their own. Summer thing,
1: yeah it is a funny one. There's no doubt because, like, I think them coming out and saying we're not doing our own show this year is brilliant. I think it's oh, I mean, pure genius. I think the smartest thing ever because how many got things coming? Go on.
0: How many EA players have we sat through where it's like you didn't need to be here? Like this meeting could have been yeah. an email. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: because even though it's like it's pretty much all but confirmed, the next Star Wars game, the next Jedi Fallen Order, is 2023. Which is perfect. That's not a problem yeah, whatsoever. It's um, it'll be it, that's going to be revealed at Star Wars Celebration at the end of May. They don't need yeah. to do a showcase. They just let us let, say, where's the biggest hit we can get. This Star Wars freaking celebration. Where else do we yeah. put this and reveal it? Okay. What? And they don't need to do a massive thing for when it comes to FIFA or their Madden games or the no. sports games in general. They don't need to touch it really because they know they're going to uh. sell. Um, EA Sports I Football,
0: I think you'll find. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh yeah. yeah! Everyone's still going to call it FIFA. Um, oh yeah, everyone's going to call it FIFA. Yeah. It's like everyone still calls Pro Evolution Soccer, Pro Evolution Soccer, even though it's not Pro Evolution Soccer anymore. Um, it's football, isn't it? It's eFootball. Yeah. 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 I just, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm wondering if like there'll be like an EA yeah, game shows because they have a good working relationship with Xbox. Maybe a new Need for Speed. Maybe. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that could be on the horizon for them.
1: They always they Does always sometimes show off something I'll say Dragon Age?
0: Mm.
1: I or do know. they hold that to, uh, to, to game awards?
0: Yeah, I don't think they're doing anything. Shown. I don't think they want mm. to remind people of Dragon Age right now. Um, Just purely because of how long it's been since they quote-unquote revealed it
1: but the thing is it's been completely forgotten about because everyone's kind of wanting to do to go straight to mass effect that's what i mean like
0: yeah mass effect is the bigger game even though uh, bigger franchise no doubt about it
1: but the
0: i think they want to bring when they bring it back they want to bring it back and and on on that sort of on that sort of train to release Right? where it's like they want to start building up the hype towards release. So like when they reveal it <clears throat> again properly, whenever it is, whether it's this summer, whether it's at the Game Awards, whether it's at Gamescom because like, let's not forget Jeff Keighley's going to be doing a summer gaming thing um, on the 10th, I think <clears throat> of, uh, of June, it's like two days before this Some, I think it's something like that but I think when they re-reveal Dragon Age, it'll be, it's coming out Within twelve months, let's start getting hyped for it. And I think that's why they don't want it. They haven't been shown or talking about it yet because, like, you get into <clears> that you get into that space where it's like, if a game, if we're seeing a game pre-release for too long, you get to a point where you just like, okay, I'm not I'm just I just want to play the game now. Like, I'm getting sick of seeing another gameplay reveal or another teaser trailer. I just want to play the game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they are now getting there's no doubt about it yeah they need basically they need to come out they basically like kind of need to re-reveal this thing yeah and go out big basically um for it uh, right now when it comes to the showcase for jessica he has no yet there's no date for it yeah I two was... events the two upcoming events obviously it's the xbox and the the tribeca game tribeca Spotlight.
0: and there's like a pc game and show as well i am um, no i was i was the summer game <sighs> fest thing the 10th of june was last year i think it was the <coughs> thursday like before the the e3 weekend um last year so i think that's i think we'll do something around about that time as well because jeff jeff wants his, his showcase to look like it's kicking everything off um so i think it'll do something like just before that weekend again um be in- it off, it'll be interesting to see how that showcase goes because i don't remember anything about last year's showcase apart from the fact that it had elden ring and and i feel like the only reason it was as popular as it was was because everybody knew it was gonna have elden ring <laughs> fair. Um, fair and obviously elden ring one of the most anticipated games of the last decade um which i still don't understand how that happened <laughs> but <laughs> hey go i mean i'm i'm happy about it <laughs>
1: Ah. Uh, so we... you like it you like it so much you don't like horizon
0: <laughs> yes that's the reason i don't like horizon never even said i did like horizon um <laughs> should we move on
1: yeah why not yeah why not
0: <laughs> i like the, i like the energy i like the energy here for fact to this podcast yeah why not everybody else here was like eager to be here and you're just like yeah whatever <laughs> do you know how many of these i'm doing i don't care whatever I work for PlayStation now, I don't give a shit.
1: <laughs> you are so beneath me now. Oh, like, you want whoa. me to talk about about Xbox? Xbox? <laughs> the Xbox? I have
0: this. I don't need an Xbox. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, Bioware contractors say they are struggling to bake against me on low wages. This is from Rhiannon B- B- Baven, No matter what I've written in the show notes, over at The Gamer, who writes, Bioware contractors continue to speak out after announcing earlier in the week that they are planning to unionize. The keyword devs, who work for the Irish-based keyword studios, say they are taking this action due to low pay and the recent news that they will have to return to the office despite high cases of COVID-19 in the area. The workers say they are be paid minimum wage for their work despite the area, Edmonton, Canada, having incredibly high rent. With a raise from this 11... Without a raise from this $11 US per hour, uh, they say they, quote, cannot continue to do doing this work, end quote, as most of their pay is spent on rent and rising food costs. A representative from the proposed union spoke to game developer about the conditions at the company as they continue to work on Dragon Age 4. Speaking about the situation at the Bioware office, they say their co-workers have treated them well but they are not included in social events. On top of this, non-contractors in the same department make quote double end quote their pay and are given days off while keyword staff are still required to work. The recent change to their COVID policy was also a major factor behind the decision. Uh, The representative said, quote, our team has been working remotely for years now, but the same affordances to studio employees on work from home or hybrid options weren't given to us, end quote. However, despite this, despite all of this, BioWare is not the focus of their efforts. Quote, our main grievances are with keyword studios, end quote, suggesting that it's their own employer that is responsible for much of their grievances. Of course, this is not the first time Bioware has found itself at the center of a labor dispute. Damning reports published back in 2019 detailed accounts of crunch and messy development cycles for Dragon Age: Inquisition and in its original sequel, which was later scrapped. It remains to be seen if these issues have improved in recent years.
1: I will always side any with any team who wants to, to unionize whatsoever. Like it need, the gaming industry needs to unionize How massively. Um, Bioware and. Key uh, keyword studios, like we've said on multiple occasions, especially towards Bioware, you need to get your shit together when oh, it comes God to I... looking after your staff, not just paying them properly, but also making sure that you have days off. Days, good, because... <coughs> Weird, days off are good, actually. wild concept, right? But... It's a wild concept, indeed, no doubt about it. Um, like, like I think something like, I don't know if like governments can get involved into this or something like that on the part of this, like. Like well, we were uh, <clears throat> the UK government won't do now. <laughs> we know this. Um, but um, they're doing the opposite. government. Well apparently, yeah. Um uh, but no, yeah, it's um what I was gonna say is like things need to be put into the legislation that if the if right right food rises and everything like that, prices rise and that's gonna make it harder for your wage to be able to combat it. To pay it, your wage does needs to go up as well. Think like like you're not like say for us national our national minimum wage and everything. Sure. Like things need to be put into legislation for this type of thing to get this sorted and whatnot. But uh, just to help in any way, just to help this help staff in general, if the companies are not going to do it. Sure. Um. But uh, sadly, we've got that there's not a single. I'll rephrase that? There's not many great governments in the world right now. They're all very they useless. Uh, <laughs> getting caught with porn and everything and saying it was tractors and who knows, but oh. It's an interesting site you went to if it was tractors, mate, but okay. Um, but um, yeah, uh, Fireware, get your shit together. Keyword Studios, get your shit together. Team, unionize, get together, work together do this activision's ravens team that are close to getting it all sorted so we've got an activision block coming do up don't worry about that <laughs> seen. But, yeah. thanks
0: activision like. um <clears throat> yeah like i posted this link to this story in our our our, our uh, secret discord with with that with the phrase let's go because like yeah let's fucking go let's do this let's unionize the games industry because like you know what companies corporations you had your chance to make things better you blew it (laughs) so let's go like i said to you and i think joe and probably elfie over the past few weeks like the stuff with raven and like what i've hoped my hope is that it's that's the dominant that's the first domino that knocks over all of the other dominoes and now this sounds like another domino is falling over let's just keep it going let's just keep it going like if we can get one department in one video game studio unionized. Everybody who works around that department is going to realize the benefits of unionization and think, "Hang on, I want that for myself." Like we had a big kickoff years ago. I mean, Keith talked about this on the podcast. Um, there was a huge, there was a there was a huge kickoff about the Screen Actors Guild, the um, SAG-AFTRA, because um, they were getting. They were like they were on strike from certain companies for better conditions. And people were and, and there was a, there was like pushback on that from people saying, Well, the game developers make the games, surely they should get better. Surely they should also get like better conditions and stuff, because they actually make the games. And it was like, yeah, but the Screen Actors Guild is a union. <laughs> and the game developers don't have a union. And that here Games is the difference. <laughs> here is the difference. Like yeah. it's right before your eyes. Like the actors can do this because they have a union. The game developers can't. So the actors get the things that they want <clears throat> because they've got a union to to negotiate for them. Game developers don't have anyone to negotiate for them. Like mm-hmm. they they need someone to negotiate for them. So I I hope this this is just inevitably spreads throughout the whole industry
1: yeah no doubt about it i think this uh, will be nothing but good for the industry companies will try and stop it and try and veto it like microsoft are being very quiet when it comes to giving any support whatsoever when it comes to the raventron i don't know if it's because they bef- they don't want to because if that'll interfere with the buy-in well, it's because they
0: don't want them to unionize like,
1: no, I do agree. Where they I think you're right, I do think you're right there. But I think, it, I think it could also interfere with if they said something. I think that might count as an interference or something like that. For I don't know how when it comes when it comes to buying and stuff like that. Like they're going through the whole thing, aren't they, right now? So, but um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, like, like that, that could but be a the possibility. They don't but want them. They don't want a I union. Do, yeah, so. I do agree with what you're saying. At the same time, um. How long we've we been going 54
0: Moody, it's half time
1: <laughs> i
0: don't think we're getting through the next story in four minutes so
1: it's half it's time the, it's the half time show so that means it's in the game of the week so that game is char chance of so S- do you want me do
0: you, do you want me to just
1: yeah, you go. For yeah, it, yeah, like I've, I've been Otherwise, doing it for the so... last
0: few weeks. Like,
1: yeah, you, yeah, your voice sounds all good now. So, go
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, Chance <laughs> of Sonar. <laughs> uh, how do I do this again? It's I had one week off and I've forgotten how to do the podcast. Uh, yep, this is Indie Game of the Week. This is where we highlight one upcoming indie game because it looks cool. This week's Indie Game of the Week is Chance of Sonar Unveil Mysteries Behind the Fragments of the Past. Divided since the dawn of time, the peoples of the tower no longer speak to each other, but it is said that one day a traveller will find the wisdom to break down the walls and restore the balance, explore and discover an enthralling world in a colourful poetic setting inspired by the myth of Babel, where men have forgotten their past. Travel the endless steps of a prodigious labyrinth, uncover an ominous truth, and unveil the mysteries of this fascinating universe where ancient languages are both the lock and the key. Embark on a captivating journey with ancient languages to decipher. Explore a beautiful, fascinating world with a strong narrative inspired by the myth of Babel. Observe your environment and solve puzzles to unravel the mysteries around you. Use stealth and cunning to outwit the Guardians and cross the Forbidden Zones. Decipher ancient languages to restore the connections between the peoples of the Tower. Uh, this is developed by rundesk and published by Focus Home Interactive and is coming 2023 to Switch and PC via Steam. There's a link in the description below um wherever you're watching or listening to this podcast i guess unless you've downloaded it and i guess there is no description i don't think i don't think i don't know how that works but wherever you got it from there's a there's a link um i'm looking this game up because this was last week's (laughs) indie game of the week which obviously we didn't do um so i'm just reminding myself of what this game. Yep. And I see instantly why it ended up catching my attention.
1: <laughs>
0: it's because of the art style. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's very colorful. It's very colorful. You love to see it. Um, Looks cool. Looking forward to following along. Uh, which apparently, there was a reveal trailer of PAX East, Um, also known as Ground Zero. For a COVID outbreak. Yeah, 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 I've
1: heard, yeah. A couple of people like we've spoken to on OAuth, from developers and everything, like who were there, they're just like, yeah, we're we're dying now. Yep, (laughs) that works. Let's just, let's just,
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, Phil, I think, asked me, like, before I got COVID, uh, Phil was like, oh, so you, like, are you going to go to to London this year for EGX? And I was like, hell no.
1: Because <laughs> I yeah. think G- there'd
0: been the GDC outbreak, and I was like, "No, oh, I'm not going go to go. I'm not going to go to London. I'll catch COVID." And then it turns out I caught COVID anyway.
1: And I just stood in the and orphan it in. Point proven. <laughs> <laughs> I I think you'll find
0: I proved my own point. Um But yeah, just like, going
1: outside. <laughs> just to I, just, I just I
0: just went on a bus or something. i do not know where I got it, but hey ho. Anyway, let's talk about Nintendo. We always like talking about Nintendo. It's always a fun time to talk about Nintendo. Nintendo, yeah, it's sarcasm, right? Like, but nobody knows that because everyone's like, oh, they're going to talk about some cool Nintendo game. <laughs> Wrong, motherfucker. Nintendo contractors report harsh working environment. This is from Jeffrey Russo over at GamesIndustry.biz. He writes, Nintendo, a Nintendo of America contract employee was fired reportedly after mentioning unionization during a meeting. This incident allegedly led to a labor complaint that claims the gaming giant violated the NLRA. In an expose from Kotaku following the case filing, 10 current and former employees spoke with the outlet saying that they felt exploited at the company. Among the number of concerns the sources shared, they noted that speaking about working conditions would lead to retaliation. One current contractor said, quote, The general feeling is that you will be punished for being outspoken at every level, end quote. The report also explains a number of disparities that temporary staff regularly encounter compared to full-timers. For for instance, sources told the site that part-timer pay is $16 per hour, with few receiving up to $20. Nintendo of America is headquartered in Redmond, Washington, near Seattle, which ranked 15th on Kiplinger's top 10 most expensive U.S. cities last year. Ranked 15th on a top 10 list. If Moody, if I tried to pull that shit with Moody on Game of the Year, he'd log off the call. (laughs) 15th on a top, sure. Temporary staff also experience what is described as unique cycles of employment. According to sources, staff agencies would provide them 11 month long contracts with a mandatory two month break between contracts. The report also added that despite these disparities, contractors would be expected to be as productive as their full-time colleagues. This would include signing up for overtime. A source explained to Kotaku that it was difficult to push back against overtime because, quote, our Japanese counterparts would do so much, would do more, so we have to match what they do, end quote. Kotaku also published a companion report about contractors working for an external firm at one of Nintendo's U.S. Joy-Con repair centers. The report detailed a demanding workplace with high repair quotas that didn't change regardless of the amount of Joy-Cons that needed repairing or the number of workers on hand to perform repairs. Fifteenth, Okay, no.
1: I'm, I'm focusing on the wrong thing here. <laughs> 15... Uh- this is terrible this is crap Nintendo so shit out team you and get in contact with Activision in like con- Don't Activision, Activision River, don't get in contact with Activision you <laughs> need Uni, the Union team uh uh what's her name Jessica Jessica Gonzalez Gonzalez she's Thank you very much to- if you if you get in contact with her I'm sure she will try and help in any way she can because she, she's Literally, to just even if it's just to help just show you how to like maybe prepare to like, get into unionization or something like that, I don't really know, but yeah. Um, she's the one to go speak to, I would say. <clears throat> um, yeah. Nintendo, sort your shit out and pay your staff out. Right. Uh, yeah, like
0: hey, I know I remember two, two really smart people once when they when we were talking about some, one company or another, like 20 companies ago at this point, um, talking about how like oh, these issues are systemic. These two smart people, they kind of look like me and you as well. Um, wild that. It's on something, Words About Games podcast or something, I think. Um, we talk, oh, it's a systemic issue. And like systemic means this is happening everywhere. And like we're just drilling through the layers of, of all of the different companies that this is happening at. Because, spoiler alert, it's all of them. <laughs> Probably. Allegedly. There you go, Keith. Um... But like, yeah, it's like to find out this is happening in Nintendo. It's not shocking. It's very disappointing. Um, like, there's a culture that's pervasive in capitalism, but we'll focus on the games industry. That is just like you're only you're only worth what you can like you're you're only worth what you can produce. Like in terms of like your productiveness to, towards like your job or whatever. Um, and it sucks. Um, but this is what drives a lot of this stuff. Um like the people who do the contract work at Nintendo, like they can't like they need a job. Like everybody needs a job unfortunately. Um so people get stuck in terrible situations and here we are, Nintendo is taking advantage of that. Like so many companies that we talked about before them <laughs> and are gonna talk about after this. It sucks. Um Nintendo needs to do better. Yeah, um, and I hope that we could shout loud enough for them to do better. But there's yep. a cynical part of me that says this is Nintendo. Is anyone really going to push Nintendo? The, the, hey, you know what? Like, sorry, but there is just a cynical side of me at this point that goes like, that's noticing that like companies that people like get a lot less pushback than Ubisoft and Activision
1: Blizzard. Yeah, the the, the 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 console developers yeah uh, i think they're the ones yeah they get they do they do get a lot of free weight there's no doubt i do agree with you on that and everything so um yeah nintendo like as much as i love you as much as we love your games and love your console and everything like that you do need seriously need to sort your shit together and everything um
0: it's very warm sorry i just no, got a hairball. it's the one i wore on the on the podcast with joe you can't actually see it but it's got a bow on the top of it
1: very nice <laughs> very nice
0: um, but yeah, like, we'll see what happens. We'll see what Nintendo's response is. I feel like I could write it right now. And <laughs> it, it would probably be fairly close to being accurate. We take reports that like this very seriously, but these allegations have no merit. I imagine it'll be some, sound something like that. I, um, shall we move on? Why not? We've got a whole block about one company because they suck so much. Activision Blizzard, again accused of threatening employees for speaking out. This is from Mitchell Clark over at The Verge. He writes. Activision Blizzard is facing another complaint to the National Labor Relations Board that it's trying to keep employees from talking about their working conditions despite their legally protected rights to do so. The Communications Workers of America has filed an unfair labor charge against the company, alleging that it told workers, quote, they could not discuss issues related to the sexual harassment and discrimination lawsuit filed by the state of California against the company, end quote, according to a press release from the union. According to the complaint, An employee was threatened by a manager after posting an article about the lawsuit in Slack and discussing holding Activision Blizzard accountable with other co-workers. According to former Blizzard senior test analyst Jessica Gonzalez, who was cited in the CWA's press release, the company has, quote, a pattern of retaliation against workers who speak out, end quote, which has only gotten stronger as the company faces further legal challenges and
1: complaints. Well, just Activision Blizzard being Activision Blizzard. Me so, being yeah. away, away for three weeks, so it was, not, was hoping they might change, but they did not. <laughs> In <three weeks> <laughs> Do you know what was
0: wild? I don't know if we actually did an Activision Blizzard story <laughs> while you were gone. I don't think one came up. Like, I remember you asked last night when we were streaming, you said, so how many news stories did you hold over from last week? Because there's yeah. a lot of bad news stories. Like, one. Like, weirdly enough, all of this happened this week just this gone week. like it was like they knew it was like they knew moody's coming back, to coming the podcast. back. Moody's coming back yeah. he loves so we talking about this run. stuff we have to do <laughs> yeah. this like we have to yeah. remind him why he left <laughs> in the first place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I left because i got a job
0: yeah i believe you totally um like the thing about activision blizzard and this is gonna go on most companies most big companies in the world whether it's a video game company or not is like what one of the things that they count on is and this is my opinion. I'm just gonna make this all legally compliant. um, Is that what they try to do? Is they like they like to exploit people not knowing what their rights are in terms of like their workers' rights and like the, the things that they are entitled to do. Like,
1: why we unionize?
0: This is why we unionize. <laughs> like, <laughs> if if you try to like, because like they don't want like, the company doesn't want people sharing details of a lawsuit against the company and saying we should hold our company accountable the company doesn't want that but the company can use intimidation like it's it's like that always it's always sunny in philadelphia bit it's all about the implication it's like they they can't legally stop you from talking about this stuff about Working conditions, like poor working conditions, but they can give you the implication that they can stop you. They can they can stop you because they can just find a performance related reason to sack you. Like if you're becoming a problem, a company can find a company can find a reason to sack you, unless you're in a union. <laughs> just saying, um, and like that's what companies do. So when. So like yeah when 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 they're saying like this is against the law in California, it, it is against the law, but how I don't how many people who work at Activision Blizzard, you know before all of this happened anyway, do you think actually knew that this was against the law like none of them. yeah, because Probably like none of them. you'd be you'd be, you'd be scared of this huge company that you work for getting rid of you, and there's a lot yeah. of competition for your job, right like there's a lot of people who want your job out there. And that's what they—that's what companies like Activision Blizzard are banking on. Being able to say you're not allowed to talk about this, and have people go share. I guess I'm not allowed to talk about this.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about. Like, this is like where, like, why when you hear like from statements, like from big articles, like from Jason Jason Snyder, where he says uh, people wanted to be kept anonymous. It's because they know what the industry's like. And it's a shame that the industry's like this. That they could get blacklisted. They're afraid to get blacklisted because they, they, they want to work in the industry that they've obviously worked hard to get into and everything. But the potential, with the potential of getting blacklisted is sadly very high, from at least the big AAA companies. Um,
0: like the issue isn't necessarily just losing your job at Activision Blizzard, one company in this case, Activision Blizzard, and like being blacklisted from ever working at Activision Blizzard again. The issue is it spreads across the, the industry yeah. that blacklist spreads across across the industry because you're labelled by that company as a troublemaker other companies don't want to hire you because you've been labelled a troublemaker
1: yeah yeah, we'll get to it shortly but I'm very interested to see in the future of Activision Blizzard and a certain other company but we'll get to that one later we'll get in there um, <laughs> yeah just like find out what your what your rights are and at the end of the day even though uh, the company may think you don't have rights you do have rights learn this find out what your rights are and just be careful at the same time
0: yeah yeah like i always said um into people it's always like just do your job properly um make sure you're not doing anything that's against the company rules should i say Um, but also not doing anything against you. It's like, when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about like, don't break any any health and safety rules or anything that makes it easy for a company to get rid of you if they so decide to.
1: Yeah. It's like... um... Um, like if you're supposed to wear a
0: hard hat and you don't wear a hard hat but it's fine because nobody wears a hard hat it's cool until the moment where the company decides they want to get rid of you and they can go well you're not wearing a hard hat so you're breaking our health and safety rules so we're going to write you up
1: yeah no doubt about yeah the other thing i was going to say is that sadly there is not there's too much power in with the company sadly at the same time there's not enough it's not a 50 50 split where you have enough power where you can defend yourself properly like I said, well, you have to unionize to do that. You shouldn't have to unionize. There's no doubt. I don't think. I think unionization is a good thing. There's no doubt, but you shouldn't have to do this to protect yourself. The government, the governments will give governments around the world will give companies too much power and too much leeway just because they get money from these companies, just so they can keep the, keep in power and everything. And that's why we get crappy governments. Crappy around the companies, world, I think. Yeah, <laughs> and <everything>, so <clears throat> it's not a it's a, it's a whole ec- systemic thing of the system in general sadly of when it comes to workers rights and yeah workers rights seriously needs to needs to get sorted in, in not just in the UK but in like all
0: yeah places. everywhere yeah let's live in a we can make a better world it like we just need to well it's for me
1: I think like I think governments and people uh, governments and freaking companies all sort of think like oh if we give them leeway they might not want to work No, we want to work That's the thing about it we we want to work <laughs> We want to do this stuff. I worked my ass off to become a QA tester for a freaking reason. I want to test and break the shit out of stuff. Yeah, sure. <laughs> really, if I offered
0: you, how like I don't know how much you're getting paid, but assume, let's assume for the sake of argument you're getting paid 15 grand a year. If I offered you 15 grand a year to quit your job at PlayStation and come do this full time, you'd be like, no, Like you've worked so hard to do the job that you want to do. You're doing, maybe it's not necessarily your ultimate dream job, but you're doing a part of your dream right now. Like people would still do things, like you know, like the the we're getting into like systemic criticisms of capitalism and capitalist tendencies, and I could go on.
1: <laughs> you could. If that episode, when that episode happens, we need a, a Stephanie Sterling on for that. Oh God! <laughs> it, everyone
0: keeps saying this on the podcast, and I keep saying like we can't have we can't have Steph Sterling on the podcast because I'll die like that's true it'll be too much then she'll have to take over because i won't and then and then yeah (laughs) steph sterling will 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 run the podcast and i don't think i don't think they want to do that
1: (laughs) be the most viewed episode
0: (laughs) but only because somebody died on the air and it still got published somehow
1: (laughs) i know where you live (laughs) just move roll the body off the chair
0: and then and then look at the webcam and go and then that's the end of the episode. I've noticed <laughs> that my eyeliner was smudged on one eye and not the other one, and it's really annoying you, annoying the shit out of me. <laughs> can can um, but we're gonna get through this together. Thanks, oh. warm weather. Ah, <laughs> uh, former. Pretty- p- Sorry, go on. Was gonna-
1: I'm pretty cool over
0: here. I'm pretty cool over here. You are pretty cool, <laughs> in fairness. I could wear it fix like it. Ju- You're wearing like a jumper. It's a thin jumper. Like it's it's a show jumper. It's not actually like a jumper jumper. That's meant to keep you warm. It's for show. Like a lot of women's clothes, like pockets on pants. <laughs> They're for show. They're not for putting things in. It's a jumper oh. only because only, only to hide your arms. Mine for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> You've actually got pockets. Just to show you the fucking. I wish I had my jacket right now because like. I'd show you the size of the pockets, like this.
1: Oh, women's pockets are like the nothing. Yes, I know myself. Yeah, I don't even like the pants
0: I'm wearing. Don't even have pockets. Like right now, like I have no pockets at all Mm -hmm. on me
1: we you want to talk about a legal battle instead Sure, I like- love talking about legal battles. It's <laughs> great. It's
0: going to distract me from my smudged eyeliner. former in <laughs> bl- and, not- and lack of pockets. Former Blizzard Versailles staff have won their legal battle against the company. This is from Natalie Clayton over at PC Gamer. He writes, Back in 2020, Blizzard closed the doors in its French studio in Versailles, putting around 285 people out of work in the middle of a pandemic. Now those former employees have won their appeal with French courts against Blizzard. Reported by French outlet Game Cult, the successful appeal means that employees may be entitled to compensations worth up to six months' salary, as the court found Blizzard's reasoning for the redundancies wasn't legally justified. It's a hollow victory, <clears dig throat> mind. Blizzard Versailles is still shut, closed over the course of the legal battle, and redundant staff won't be getting jobs back with the company. Uh, Medi Bozaida, the lawyer representing the employees, told GameCult, quote, What this means in concrete terms is that as soon as the administration validated the redundancy plan, the company sent the dismissal letters in the following days. In other words, people, got dis- people get dismissed and a few months later a decision like the one we have today is reached, but the law at the moment won't force the company to reintegrate the former employees, so only compensations are planned. A similar appeal was made against a previous round of layoffs in 2019, a year that saw Blizzard make absurd redundancies and a year it posted record profits. The 2020 redundancies saw unions representing the Versailles workers call for a strike, describing Blizzard's reasoning as, quote, absurd, end quote.
1: A hollow victory indeed it may be, but it's a victory nonetheless. Um, these people did not deserve to lose their jobs and get redundancies. The the probably at a terrible level of pay what they would have got. So it's, I hate saying this word either way, I hate to say in, in, in general, but it is, truly is better than nothing. Like, it's a loss on them, it is a loss on, it's a loss, it's a, it's a, it's not, let me rephrase this, it's, it's a hope, it's a la- little bit of hope that Activision and Blizzard will lose more in their legal battles, Hopefully. That they've lost this probably a small this small quote-unquote small one compared to the rest what are happening in california and everything and hopefully this is something as a so signs of the things that are, that are gonna happen in the future and everything but uh, i hope everybody who sadly lost all lost their jobs because of this closure lands on their feet this pay, this extra pay helps them in some sort of way and hopefully they all land on their feet as soon as possible on everything. But, yeah. um, it is a, it is a, it may be a hollow victory, but it's still a victory against the company, which is disgusting right now.
0: It has been for a while. I remember this story. Um, yeah. Fuck them. Activision Blizzard. Just fuck them. I'm, I'm
1: <laughs> Thank out of you. Ways to Welcome say to it. her TED Talk. Welcome to Amy my Talk. TED
0: Talk. And it's just a click the slide and it's just fuck you. Activision Blizzard, and then click the slide, XXX, Amy K. Alexander, and then like a heart. And then I click the slide and it just says, Finn. (laughs) You know, like those old films where it just says, Finn. Finn. (laughs) And then I bow. (laughs) And walk off. Drop the mic. No, drop the clicker, because I don't have a mic, because I haven't said anything. Drop the
1: clicker, and just strut off the stage. <laughs> Wink, winking at the sexy ladies looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> you doing you doing the top you do the Tommy wire. <laughs> dang ding dang. <laughs> <laughs> doing your dancing <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Fireworks. <laughs> Spray fireworks in the background.
0: <laughs> and I just rip. I just rip my jumper off, and it's just, it's just says "fuck Activision" blazing
1: on a t-shirt, and I'm just like, and it's just like, <laughs> just claps, applause, standing ovation. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's how I feel like. <laughs>
0: You know, very subtle about it these days. Like, the. I hope everybody who got. I hope everybody who lost their jobs from Blizzard Versailles is thriving far yeah. away from Activision Blizzard
1: right now. Well, they are pretty far away. They don't have a com- company in France, so they are pretty far away. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good point, Mooney. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in America. <laughs> America. Uh, Activision Blizzard stockholders vote in favor of Microsoft acquisition. This is from Matt Wales over at Eurogamer. He writes, uh, Activision Blizzard stockholders have overwhelmingly voted in favor of Microsoft's proposed $69 billion acquisition of the publisher, with 98% of shares approving the transaction. There's still some way to go until the deal is finalized, however, while Activision Activision Blizzard stockholders and earlier in the week board members have now given the deal the go-ahead. It's still subject to regulatory review around the world by the likes of the Federal Trade Commission in the U.S. to determine if the deal constitutes unfair competition. Should the deal make it through regulatory review, the acquisition has until June 2023 to close, whereupon Microsoft will welcome some of the industry's most recognizable franchises into its fold. I'm not going to read the names. However, as reported by Bloomberg, uncertainty still remains over whether the deal will be allowed to go through, with some Wall Street investors believing the Biden administration's antitrust investigators will block or delay the acquisition, a belief that's reflected in Activision Blizzard's current share price trading at 23% below Microsoft's offer of $95. You know what? I'm going to jump right in here, and I'm just going to say, look, right, Biden's going to say a bunch of stuff, and he's going to be like, oh, I think we should look at this, because it might be... A monopoly and then he's gonna do nothing. That's the Biden move. That's what he does. We call that the Biden. <laughs> 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 he's
1: fucking uh, not useless. Not <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, oh all we were was happy that he got in and got rid of the other the other twat. <laughs> sure, but his absolute uselessness
0: might mean that the other twat might come back.
1: <laughs> uh, that's true, like uh, that's true. Um, okay, uh, I had to get that this... off my chest. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's right. The stock stockholder, called uh, the struggles were always going to pass this, yeah. Um, and everything, like, yeah, they they are, gonna, <laughs> yeah. They want money, they always going to want money, <laughs> or they want to turn their potential stock money into Microsoft stock, which is going to be incredibly valuable to be in. Um, yeah, I do not like like what you just said. by the my mean, it's going to go through. Even if it gets delayed, it's still gonna go. It's gonna go through. Um, <clears throat> to the thing I was gonna, that I waited for for this one. Like we've already mentioned already, like Microsoft have already distanced themselves from the unionization thing from Ravenclaw. Sure. Ravenclaw. <laughs> it's
0: a Ravenclaw. How dare you bring that
1: here? No, it's Raven Software. is a house. Raven and Software. I apologise <laughs> to Raven Software <laughs> and to you. Um, my apologies. That's leave. fine. Don't worry about sorry, it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's fine. Um, I've lost my. You've lost thought. your train of thought. <laughs> That's what happens. That's what no, happens when you bring that I cursed think... material into this podcast. That is true. Um. The more this goes on, the more this deal and this deal goes through, I think it's going to hurt Microsoft more and more and more. They're obviously, obviously, when we when they when they was announced that they've agreed to purchase and go through all this regular, so we were all questioning, thinking, "Oh, okay, it was a big move. There's no doubt about that." But we were and we we're all like thinking, cross fingers when if it goes through, Microsoft. We'll sort all the shit out, and like, and do all the things that needs to be to make the studio's staff better, happier, and all like that. Yeah. With them, with me seeing that they've distanced themselves from the unionization thing. Yes, I think there's also potential. It's because they don't want to say anything, because it might damage the chances of this going through. But I also agree. It's probably more likely what you said, Amy they microsoft have always been third pretty much between the top three i think this will hurt them more yes they may bring in more revenue because the franchises they're going to acquire are some big the biggest in revenue around the world but it's gonna their reputation i think is going to get massively damaged because of this especially if they don't fix anything at microsoft yes they may get rid of bobby copic big freaking freaking deal congratulations yay big whoop mm-hmm, doesn't mm-hmm. help if you don't fix fix the rot that is in activision blizzard and if that rot seeps into microsoft or into the xbox ecosystem it's going to hurt microsoft even more and it's going to it's going to make phil spencer look it's going to be the biggest l for phil spencer ever well and he may not re- he may not recover from it well yeah like i mean there's a few things
0: we've talked about in bits and pieces on the podcast about Xbox in general over the last sort of couple of months. Like the, like that just like are red flags for me. Personally, it might not be red flags for everybody. Um, the first one was that this deal was the discussions for this deal began right after the stories broke about Bobby Kotick last year. Um, which is what tanked Activision's market price. So like they say, hey, you know what? Capital. They they did the capitalistic thing of seeing an opportunity and going for it. Fine, whatever. But they went for Activision Blizzard, knowing all of this stuff is. Happening at Activision Blizzard. Now, what they can and can't talk about, about as far as Activision Blizzard and, and like what they're gonna do and what they can do. Like, I don't know what they can and can't talk about, so I'm not gonna like true. I'm yeah. not gonna hit I'm not gonna beat Microsoft with a stick over that because I don't have the. Lead. If someone comes on here who knows is a legal expert on this stuff and says no, Microsoft can talk about all this stuff, then I'll be like, okay, then we've got a problem. Um, yeah, I agree. Until then. I just kind of set that aside, but the other red flags are the stories that we've been seeing cropping up about development studios at Microsoft that have been mismanaged, uh, like the initiative, or um, Undead Labs, which has had a culture problem for a few years and still has. The people who are running the studio during those culture problems and causing there. those culture problems are still there. At those pro- at the, you know what I mean? And like you're about to buy this huge company. Full of problems, <laughs> like, <laughs> full of these exact type of problems, yeah. um, and like my sort of like, I think I, I vaguely recall going on a COVID-induced rant about this two weeks ago. Um, I was just saying like, look, man, like everybody's pinning their hopes on and dreams on like Microsoft being the good guys and stepping in and fixing the stuff, and I don't have a hundred percent faith that they're not just going to get rid of a couple of high-profile people at Activision Blizzard wipe the hands and go, we did it. We fixed Activision Blizzard. And then like six to 12 months later, we're going to have the exposés going. They fixed nothing. And this is still a problem.
1: Yeah, I agree. I really do agree. Like by 2024, 2025, I think we're still going to be talking about this and talking about the rot that is still part of Activision Blizzard because Microsoft haven't done anything. Or well, they think they've done something, but they still haven't really done anything. They've done when-
0: just enough... For the public perception. People. Yeah. Because that was one of the, before the Microsoft deal was announced, like at Activision Blizzard, a lot of people, including us, were worried that what would happen is Bobby Kike would be fired and then everybody would go, hey, they fired Bobby Kike. That's that's good enough. Now we can continue, yeah. which isn't good enough. Like, and I feel Back like that's, life, yeah, it's know? like, well, now we can, Activision Blizzard is a good company again. um, mm. And I feel like that's what might happen. Like, maybe Xbox will surprise me.
1: Right now, because, like, on the last paragraph and everything like that, they're buying it overpriced. Well, they have to. The stock's going down. No, but their stock's going down even more because of the the Microsoft Activision Activision, stocks going further down. So that means Microsoft are buying overpriced right now. They probably thought, they probably, when they got put the fall through they were thinking we're getting this for a steal 66 69 billion dollars quote unquote steal but yeah well and then and now the price is going further down which is just like they're like motherfucker well yeah (laughs) like you've got cheaper (laughs) so this
0: everything that was true about this deal when they started making it last year it's starting to become untrue and the stock price is whatever. Like the stock stocks are made up, right? Like the whole like Wall Street economy is is basically fantasy. Um it's like rich people's fan fiction. Like um, more
1: crimes there than anyone does yeah. in
0: one day. But like when you talk about it in terms of like Microsoft was buying it, and yes, yeah, sure they might have paid more than they necessarily would by June twenty twenty three. I'm sure they were buying it going, Yeah, but look at all this money. Look at all this money that Activision Blizzard brings in. And that is the perfect segue into the next part of the, <laughs> the block, which is also the final part of the block, which is Activision lost a third of its active players in the past. year. this is from Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer. He writes... Monthly active users of Activision games fell by a third over the past 12 months, the company has confirmed. In March 2021, Activision had 150 million active players across its games at this point, point, a figure likely dominated by those playing Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War and Call of Duty Warzone. Um, um, and Candy Crush, you're a gamer. <laughs> just Just saying. Uh, in March 2022, Activision had 100 million monthly active players, a third less than a year ago. Activision has acknowledged the fact that Call of Duty revenues were down year-on-year, year, something it's blamed on the poorer sales of 2021's flagship launch of Vanguard versus 2020's Black Ops Cold War, but also on lower engagement in the free-to-play warzone. But it's unclear where the missing 50 million players have departed from, whether they have given up on warzone or skipped the annual Call of Duty release, or a bit of both. Is a bit of both? I don't see a lot of people talking about Call of Duty anymore. Like, or playing it. Like, people I know who would play it, who played it don't seem to be talking about it recently. The thing is you talk, I just need to do something real quick.
1: Yeah, that's fine. The thing is when it comes to this, it's just like we're in our own small little bubble where it's like the five like like what would wonder our little bubble is literally the 1%. <laughs> So yes, there's no doubt about they've lost fifty million users. They're still still the most profitable games out there, and I understand where you come. Just because streamers and podcasters and gamers who who work in the quote unquote content creator industry um, may not be playing it as much doesn't mean it's still not getting still not talked about or anything like that. So. For me, like it's just because we're not hearing about it, doesn't mean it's still not getting talked about. So, uh, for me, I think it's a bit of a mixture of a lot of things. Like, I think it's a mixture of like Vanguard. I think people, yes, be, I think people kind of getting sick of going back to World War Two. They want to see. They want to be fired. <laughs> I, yes, you know that about it. But I think people are kind of thinking, wait, we just went to World War Two what was it three four years ago and now you're giving us vanguard which is world war ii again like why are we doing the same thing over and over again why come on
0: (laughs) change it up a little bit so close to self-awareness from a call of duty fan (laughs) so close like oh why are we doing the same thing over and over again yes (laughs) Good question. <laughs> oh, I asked that question in two thousand. No, I'm saying <laughs> like oh. for Call of Duty to asked that question about World War Two. It's like you're so close to getting the point. You're so close to the
1: point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's like Warzone. I think is very slow when it comes to releasing content in general. We also got to take into consideration that they got smashed like crazy because of the Raven uh, software uh, team. I remember. Th- um, I remember that um not come not testing it and obviously they struck they strike for a while so the game was the vanguard and warzone were not getting tested and the bugs and everything were just never getting fixed so i think there's a lot of things of like the bugs were never getting fixed people are now just getting sick of it and they've left i think it's also maybe a little bit of a knock-on effect of like people like you and me A small percentage of us, like, yeah, we're not touching Activision Blizzard games anymore. We're not playing Call of Duty. We don't want to touch it whatsoever. Um, So I think it's a mixture of a lot of things, but like, the thing is, we'll see what happens. Like, are they skipping this year or is it next year? No,
0: Modern Warfare 2 just got announced.
1: I guarantee you that the numbers will be back up next time because it's modern warfare. <coughs> the the name itself, like black when what was it Black Ops three or four, whatever. Even though what that didn't have a story mode, it was just basically multiplayer. Four. It was one of the it was, it was a battle of royale best, game and a multiplayer. Yeah, it was game. it was one of the best selling Call of Duty's. It's, yeah, well, couldn't speak
0: to that. I I bought it to be fair. I bought that game. Yeah,
1: but no, yeah, it's like. That says a lot. People are, I think people are just more often these days just want to play in the modern world, quote unquote, modern world, compared to going back to World War Two.
0: I don't know, like, I mean, I can't speak to the discourse around Call of Duty because I've never really been a part of it for a long time. Like, I even agree. when I was, even when I was reviewing the games, I was just playing the single players and then a bit of the multiplayer and being like, "Yep, yeah, it's Koji. Cool, G. Um, I think when we did we did Black Ops Cold War review and it was like. I remember saying like there are ways this game could there are ways you can see in that game like ways in which the series could move itself forward but then chooses not to do it in favor of just being another call of Duty game and it's frustrating yeah. <laughs> um and then i didn't play exactly. the next one because all this stuff happened um but I don't know. I don't know what's driving it. I don't even know if, like there's a lot of assumptions being made that it's call of duty <coughs> specifically that's driving this massive slump in players and it might not necessarily be like Warcraft could I feel like Overwatch is probably going to be down on players because there's a sequel coming out. I, I feel like well I haven't seen a World of Warcraft expansion release recently. So I feel like they're going to be down on players. I like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, the, I don't think it's, like... I don't even know if it's majority-driven by Call of Duty, like, in terms of, like, the dip in players. Yeah, like... That, I,
1: there's multiple, multiple scenarios of why this has happened.
0: Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to be able to just go, ha, we did it, and move on with our lives, but we didn't <laughs> Yeah. <it. laughs> like, hey, fuck you, Activision players, this is what you get. <laughs>
1: But probably get. Now we're gonna get the casuals off your back, and you're gonna lose. Because yeah. <laughs> hundred million's still the casuals, basically. <laughs> 100
0: million is a lot of fucking players. Like yeah. I want. I I do. I would be interested to see what the numbers on Candy Crush are, and see like what percentage of that was those people are people who play King games, like specifically mm. Candy Crush. Because that's got to be a big chunk. I agree. Uh, All right, we've got a lot of tidbits, a lot of games to talk about. Let's do it. Number one, this is one of the few things I held over from last time. Amy Hennig is making a new narrative-driven action-adventure game set in the Star Wars universe.
1: They basically asked her, what were you doing at Visceral? (laughs) This is what I was doing. Do that! Do that again. (laughs) Continue that. that. (laughs) Basically. This is fantastic. We we were all curious. What the hell? We were all like that. Just one little tidbit we saw from Amy Henry's game. We were just like, "What we want? That's what we want." EA, that's what we want. We don't want Battlefront all the time. We want that. Give us that type of thing. And then they pissed us off. And then they (laughs) fucked it over. They did do Jedi though, like Fallen Order.
0: So they got there in the end.
1: I give I give free spawn more credit to the EA for that. Oh yeah, The year would have had to confirm it, so... Uh, yeah, I give up most of the credit to the respawn. Green light. Like, the hmm, green light. Yeah, yeah still no Titanfall 3, though. Oh, bless you. Maybe guys should have bought that game and supported it properly. But yeah... He's trying it to start a fight, anyway. Because anyway, like, <laughs> like, if
0: you think I'm going to you... If you think I'm just going to
1: let you move <laughs> on from that. <laughs> like... I saw something on Twitter this morning. I just I wanted to tweet something. Titanfall was trending on my end, and I was just like, Why are you trending? And then the uh, all. saw the thing is like, oh, God, seriously, guys, maybe if you support it, not you, Amy, I mean, just the people in general. But no, yeah, Amy Haney's game, Star Wars, bring it on, fantastic, awesome. <laughs> I'll take that finger. Yeah, it's for you specifically. <laughs> it's not for Amy Haney's Star Wars game.
0: We're getting a lot of Star Wars games. And you mm-hmm. know what I was thinking? I, I put a tweet out when when I saw that stuff. And I said, now can we have the same for Star Trek? And then, Moody, I watched three episodes of Star Trek: Picard back to back, (laughs) and then I thought about
1: (laughs) no, I don't want this anymore. (laughs) And then I thought
0: about Star Trek: Discovery, like I remember watching season three last year, um, and like I'll give Lower Decks its props. Lower Decks is a really, really good Star Trek. But then I was like, I was like thinking about the general like quality of like Star Trek at the moment, and I was like, maybe I don't actually want this. It's like the whole thing of like did a podcast years and years ago and. It was one of the ones I missed. And the main topic that they brought up was like, oh, game revivals you'd want to see. And uh, Keith I said, well, Amy's going to say Silent Hill. <laughs> and I came back on the next podcast and I went, in response to that, that Konami would have to make that. So no, I don't want to see Silent Hill revived because that game would suck.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. um, and, and I'm just like, oh, do I actually want this for Star Trek? Because <laughs> like Star Trek's not in a great place right now um no it
1: depends it's really in a, it's, like, in a, it's
0: in a healthy place where like lots of like content is coming out but it's like i don't like that it's not mm, mm, mm. strange new World's when it comes good.
1: to the start when it comes to the stars and everything, think that's subjective you can't do anything about that if it likes if it's healthy enough uh when it comes to the um viewership and everything for them that they'll stay happy about it that's fine
0: um, we're in this weird streaming war bubble where it's like all the Star Trek that's coming out could be bad, but it doesn't matter. They're still going to keep making it because they've got to have something to put on their <laughs> on their streaming platform. Like it's like the Netflix strategy where it's just like they just have to make things like to actually have new content coming on their streaming platform. Um, but we're talking about TV shows now, so <laughs> Amy Hennig's Star Wars game, I'm in. Let's let's go. I can't wait to play that. Hopefully history doesn't repeat itself again. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 release date was moved from September to July, and Splatoon 3's release date was confirmed for September. They just went, whoop, and switched those, right? <laughs>
1: I feel like that's yeah, what happened. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is obviously further along for them to say, yes, you think, can you get out by July? Hell yeah. Nintendo is one of the only companies I feel like,
0: I feel like, like they set release dates based on like where they want to drop. Like they want to have like a good spacing between their, their big temple releases. Yes. Like, as opposed to, like, what we got with Microsoft last year, where we got, like, Forza and Halo, like, right next to each other, because that was when the games were ready. It's like, with Nintendo, I feel like they go, okay, so we'll do Splatoon 3 in the summer, like, say July, and then, like, okay, a few months later, we do, we like, once that's done, had its course, and run its course, we'll do, bam, we'll do Xenoblade. So, like, I think Xenoblade was ready for July one way or the other, but they were just going to release it in September, and then it was like, mm, we need some extra time on Splatoon. It's fine, we'll just bring Xenoblade forward.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: The one thing you can generally say about Nintendo games is they are generally ready for release when they come out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like you don't hear a lot about like Nintendo games coming out being like busted up, like <laughs> beyond all repair, yeah. like you know, like bugged to shit, like a lot of uh, other games that come out.
1: So basically, the fall games for Nintendo, off the top of my head right now, are Splatoon three and Pokemon.
0: Splatoon three, Pokemon.
1: I'm pretty sure there's something else. There will
0: be something else, like
1: yeah. We'll I find out. I thought it was going to be Zelda and everything. But yeah, it's not going to be Zelda. Um, it might be. I don't think. F- I don't think Nintendo would have wanted Zelda. I know this may think people may think, yeah, I'm crazy here, but I don't think they would have wanted that anywhere near Pokemon. No. They would have capital. They would have crunched each other. They would have. Nintendo wants to be other. the
0: topic of conversation all yeah. the time. Um, and, like, they would be a big topic of conversation if they brought out Pokemon in December and Zelda in October, November time. They would be a big part of the conversation for the rest of the year. But then what do we talk about in March? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, fuck, we're going to talk about Mario Kart DLC? Like, the thing, Nintendo's been through this during the pandemic where it was Animal Crossing and then nothing, <laughs> like for so long. <laughs> um, it
1: was like yeah. that people can
0: I think a lot of people forgot that they had a switch. Like I only turned my switch on like four times in twenty twenty one. Um for like four games. Um so like yeah, like that's what Nintendo wanna do, right? They wanna be the part, they wanna be the conversation all the way around, and that's how they do it by spacing out their games. So I agree. I don't think you're crazy. I think you're absolutely right. I think they want to separate Pokemon and Zelda into, like, two different spaces. And I think it makes a lot of, of sense for them.
1: At the end of the day, for me, and people like me think I'm crazy, but Pokemon's the bigger franchise. Yeah.
0: Zelda wasn't a big franchise. Zelda wasn't as big a franchise until Breath of the Wild came out. Like, it was a big franchise for Nintendo and it was a very beloved franchise. But it wasn't like one of their like massive top tier Mario Pokemon style like level franchises. Hmm. Just realised I like, cast a big shadow there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like Pokemon is one of the is 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 a bigger franchise than Zelda. Zelda's a lot bigger now than it was <laughs> before Breath of the Wild. But
1: sure.
0: hey ho, uh, we got some new release windows for some PlayStation Indies. Um, Stray and We Are OFK are coming this summer, and Cult of the Lamb is coming autumn.
1: Cool.
0: Um, Stray,
1: I'm very fascinated by. I'm very fascinated by that that, that game, so it's
0: going to be interesting. Yeah, like Stray and OF- We Are OFK, um, I think I brought them up when we sat with Sadie and did our upcoming games uh, podcast. I'm looking forward to both of them. Cult of the Lamb, like... We'll see. I don't know if it's really an Amy game, so... Happy to be proven wrong. But for people who are excited for it, cool. Thumbs up. Things things that Amy's excited for, though. Glenn Schofield says, it's almost time to see more of the Callisto protocol.
1: Oh, if only Microsoft weren't having a thing in June.
0: Hmm... (laughs)
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that game is coming out this year it says they said 2022 so it's not outside no, the realms no, of possibility
1: i think it's going to be early 2023 i think they're going to i think they will try for this year but I think they will push it to 2023.
0: I think they're going to say fall 2022 whenever they show the game off. And then I think we'll get the we'll get the tweet with the picture of the text box being like sorry, but we need to polish the game. So, we'll see you all in 2023. But yeah, it does say coming 2022 on the website, so
1: I think they want to to all us to all assumptions the remake of Dead Space is not until next year. Mhm. I think they want to get out before
0: that. They want to definitely get out before that. Like they want to be out of yeah. the way of that game.
1: Yeah. So for me, I would say it all just depends on when you want to drop Dead Space's remake. Are they going to wait until the end of twenty twenty three for fall, or I... maybe, maybe push, or maybe see if they can get it out early? I think like Dead Space early
0: no, I think Dead Spaces. Dead Space is one of those games that, I'd, like, for me personally, I don't see it coming out this year or next year. Fair. Which is fine. Like, I don't mind, but... Oh, yeah, take your time. There's no doubt about it. I I just, I don't see it coming out next year, personally.
1: Oh, that's fair. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Glenn Schoolford, yeah, for me, you need to get this game out before Dead Space Remake.
0: (laughs) Oh, definitely. Like, you need to, you need to, you need to dominate the conversation as the new Dead Space before Dead Space Remake comes out. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, no doubt. Definitely,
0: yeah. Go on. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy 16 is, quote, in the final stages of development, end quote. The developer is hoping the game will bring back lapsed fans. Now, on the subject of the second part of that statement, that's what everybody said about, that's what they all said about Final Fantasy 15. (laughs) I think that's what they say every time a Final Fantasy game comes out.
1: (laughs) It all depends on what lapsed fans you're going for at the end of the day. You want to try and get back to the traditional uh, turn-based? No fans you know you that means you're gonna create a turn-based game then we know that's not a turn-based game no. so <laughs> that's never gonna happen um like a lot of the far? lapsed
0: also, a lot of the lapsed fans like that you that you would be aiming for came back for remake like seven like yeah yeah so like i don't know what other lapsed fans you could possibly grab back with with 16. final
1: fantasy 9 <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we talked about that on the Joe Manforce episode of the podcast. I
1: know, I know, I know.
0: Because um, that was part of a leak that's so far, like, event. all come true. <laughs>
1: yeah, so. I know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's all, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. all I can say. Yeah, Like, if that... Ugh, okay, I know, I, that. you know
0: what, funnily enough, I will know exactly how you feel,
1: like... Oh my God, yeah um but no um final stage of the film that could that <laughs> means a lot that's a very broad it terms sure it's a very broad term but um i hope it is in serious final development that it's coming out in 2022 i don't mind some points this year in fa- fantasy critic oh. but no um it's, uh, it's it's a final fantasy game 2023. it's 2023. <laughs> 2023 yeah no doubt i do agree with you probably maybe i don't know i'd love to be playing a final
0: fin- a new final fantasy by the end of the year but i'm not gonna be i don't think mm-hmm. like no shit again like when i say this stuff it's no shade on the developers or anything i'm not talking shit about them it's just this is a final fantasy game yeah. It's definitely not going to come out anytime oh. soon. Final Fantasy games don't come out anytime soon. <laughs> 10 years yeah. for the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It's only been seven
0: meant-
1: <laughs> since, yeah, three. since the three previous more. one. So you got three more years So three we got like three years. So we got so, three so more years 2025, so, uh, yeah, then, uh, yeah. 2025 for, 20, for Final Fantasy. 20, yeah, Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> oh, it
0: was it 2016? It might have only been six years. Sorry.
1: Um, oh so 2026
0: I 2026 yeah. yeah no it's gonna be like just, next just year just
1: make it worse yeah
0: just make it worse well they restarted the development of that game like many years in which I one I remember uh, 15 Fifth. yeah it yeah, was a 13 tactics and then they were like we'll make this Final Fantasy 15 like Japanese developers do this a lot like I've been doing a lot of research for for a video I'm making about a, a, a series of, of games and like there's multiple instances of of the of the publisher of that series of games going oh like well what if we made this spin off like the next mainline game it's weird and, like, It's like just like oh we'll just make this the this the the, the the next numbered game in the series instead of a spin off interesting <laughs> i don't know it's just i find it weird like that this seems to be a common thing in japanese game development
1: it is it does seem like it no doubt
0: <clears throat> Did you like the way I talked around? What I'm actually making a video of?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, <you laughs> revealed that Yeah, very good. Fair. No,
0: it's because I don't know what I'm doing yet. Like, how many videos it's gonna be? How long it's gonna be? It's like it's all up in the air right now. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel is reportedly coming 2023, and is skipping last gen
1: consoles. Good and good. Like at the at the end of the day, a, a big game was. Gonna the big games are gonna start doing this. That they were gonna skip last gen's consoles and they're gonna just concentrate on the new consoles. There are enough consoles in the wild now when it comes to the big when it comes to the new ones, um, to make it a su- su- sufficient a number to make the con to make the game probably profitable for them to make them think that and everything. So eventually, um, we have to start developing nice. games specifically for these consoles, yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Like, like even though Horizon Forbidden West looked really not pretty on my PlayStation 4, playing it on a play, PlayStation on my PlayStation 5, I'm just like it's fucking and it, it's not even night it's, and day. Yeah, it it really it's it's, compar-
0: it's not comparable in terms of just graphical fidelity. But like when you then you talk about like you can't develop like you're basically you're developing a PS4 game with prettier graphics, And like anything else that you can do with the the new SSD. Or the new controller. Like, you can't create features for those things because it's a waste of development time (laughs) because you're making a a version that also needs to run on the PlayStation 4. And that's that's cool for a while, like, especially with the console shortages and stuff that we've had, but you can't keep that up forever. And, like, eventually you have to start developing Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, like, (laughs) games that stand out specifically because they take advantages of the features of the PlayStation 5 exactly which you know that game wouldn't work on a playstation 4 and that's cool because it made a really cool game um when you talk about the last the next bullet point and then stop gearbox announces a new tales from the borderlands coming later this year i put this in just for you because you like this why do you want to skip the
1: other two? But we'll get to, we'll get time. In a um, time. <laughs> we can quickly get through them, man. Come on. Oh, yeah, um heard Ge- that before. T- t- the Tales um this was a very big surprise. Like I love Tales from the Borderlands. Like the first series I thought was amazing. It was so, so good. But it was obviously created by Telltale. Not Gearsbox. Not Gearbox. It's Gearbox. So it's I'm fascinated to see what this is gonna be and what it's, uh what they do and everything. So Interested, I am interested. I won't deny that. Even though I'm very mixed on gear, well, I'm not really mixed on gearbox. I'm mixed on bloody Randy Pitchford. Not even mixed on him. He's a twat. I, <laughs> <Frank>. <laughs> <laughs> I am not mixed on that really? guy. He is a twat. I would never want to meet that man. Sure, sure, um, yeah. I mean, you so know. so yeah. Um, says the comment. They it sounds like they aiming for this year. That tells me. Uh, Jeff Ke- Jeff Keighley's or Microsoft's thing? Jeff Keighley's thing, I think. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Because Microsoft already got like 75 to 100 games. I mean, uh, at so. this point,
0: yeah, we can't, We can't, look, we can't just say everything is going to be at the Microsoft press conference. <laughs> I know, that's true, that's true. <laughs> There's got to be some other press conferences. I mean, it might be a PC gaming show thing. Like, Tales from the Borderlands. Potentially. That's a lot of games. I just scrolled down Um, it's time for games out next week a few games coming out next week Mooney Um, on May 3rd we have Loot River coming to Xbox and PC and Game Pass. Explore procedurally generated labyrinths in a dungeon crawling action roguelike that combines tense real time combat with spatial block shifting. Slide blocks of ancient ruins, fight bestial abominations, loot, explore, level up, strategize, cast powerful spells, die, and wake up anew. Then on May 4th, we've got Wildcat Gun Machine coming to PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Wildcat Gun Machine is a bullet hell dungeon crawler where you take on hordes of disgusting flesh beasts with a wide variety of guns, giant mech robots, and cute kittens. Then on May fifth, we got a bunch of games coming out. *Trek to Yomi* comes to PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and Game Pass. As a vow to his dying master, the young swordsman Hiroki has sworn to protect his town and the people he loves against all threats. Faced with tragedy and bound to duty, the lone samurai must voyage beyond life and death to confront himself and decide his path forward. Why, there's something under my foot. <laughs> There's something crinkling under my foot. That's not a good sound. Uh, we've also got Season Sleeping coming to Xbox, Switch, PC, and Game Pass. Roleplaying in the ruins of interplanetary capitalism, live the life of an escaped worker, washed up on a lawless station at the edge of an interstellar society, inspired by the flexibility and freedom of TTRPGs, explore the station, choose your friends, escape your past, and change your future. We've also got Warhammer 40,000 Chaos Gate Demon Hunters coming to PC, lead humanity's greatest weapon, the Grey Knights, in this fast-paced, turn-based tactical RPG. Root out and purge a galaxy-spanning plague in a cinematic, story-driven campaign using the tactics and talents of your own personalized squad of demon hunters. i have also got Line War coming to PC, a new type of multiplayer RTS-style game with elements from 4X, wargame, auto-battler, and real-time tactics genres. Draw commands and execute a superior strategy to win over your opponents without the need for micromanagement. Lastly, on May 6th, we've got Crowns and Pawns, Kingdom of Deceit, coming to PC. Legends of the past come back to life in this charming point-and-click adventure. Pack your bags and journey with Crowns and Pawns, Kingdom of Deceit, through modern-day Europe to discover the secrets of the king who was never crowned. Boom. Did it. Done it. Boom. Lots Lots of cool indie games coming out. For the first time in a few years, it feels like... This year feels normal, <laughs> like, in terms of game releases and, like, when games are coming out and the ebb and flow of, like, big games, indie games, big game, indie game. You know what I mean? Like, whereas the last, the last couple of years have felt manic where it's just like, game, game, game. <laughs> like, there's a lot of games coming out, but it feels like we're getting the big games spaced out again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, April seems like it's been, like, the quiet month for games. Yeah. definitely, like, February, March, or basically even January. Yeah. Was just like, boom, 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 boom. Like, you had Horizon and Bloody Elden Ring within two weeks of each other. And just, I mean, like, like,
0: Horizon's hell? known for doing something like that. That's true. <laughs> well,
1: well, they couldn't, they couldn't drop with the Zelda. They were hoping to. But... <laughs> they
0: wanted to, yeah. They were trying to find <laughs> Zelda and be like, hey hey you remember but, us but
1: they're, they're gonna do that for Horizon 3
0: yeah sure
1: <laughs> when Zelda gets pushed to 2024 in 2025 and then 2026 <laughs> just to spread it out and give Horizon time to get a third one done
0: uh, this this is a good seems like a good time to point out that uh, his opinions do not represent me in any way <laughs> please Nintendo fans do not use my Twitter handle <laughs> for any tweets you may have in response to that <clears throat> <laughs> uh, it's time for open critic head to head.
1: <sighs> they'd go crazy if it gets delayed again. Yes, they, they would.
0: They sure would, and they'd blame you. I don't
1: mind that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tweet out it was me.
0: Just and then just get like. A, like a, a cheap, like plastic master sword, and just <laughs> snap it over your knee. <laughs> 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 oh, I've missed up back and forth. um But it's time for Open Critic Head to Head. This is the game myself and Moody and whoever else is around play every single week where we try to guess the Open Critic average of one upcoming game. It's been a bit all over the place the last couple of weeks with cancelled podcasts and whatnot. Um, and lacks of games releasing, but um, a few weeks ago myself, Mooney, and Joe all tried to guess the open critic average of a game called Crime Site, published by Konami. It was practically the only game that came out that week. It's got two reviews on open critic. So we don't Indeed. have an open critic average. One's good, one's bad. One's like an 8 point something, and the other one's like a 6 point something. So me and you are guessing like 75 and 73. We're in the ballpark currently. <laughs> However, it's been a few weeks. I don't know if the game's getting any more reviews. <laughs> so it's could be, this could get really awkward. Um, but we'll keep it there for now, and we'll see what happens. We might have to just bin Crime Site and have another week where we've got banktrons for like double, double game releases. Um,
1: oh, really? And there was already double game releases we could have done before but you say no i just want to do one game yeah pretty much but this time but now i want to do double
0: are you done cool um (laughs) so the current scores are still amy six moody seven and our guests have yet to hit the board mostly because we've barely had any guests and when we do no games come out um this week we're going to try and guess the open critic average of *Trek to Yomi*, the big black and white release from Devolver Digital coming on Game Pass. Moody, what do you think *Trek to Yomi* is going to get as an open critic average?
1: Eighty-eight never fails.
0: Eighty-eight never fails. Eighty-eight. I saw what you put for last week's game that we didn't end up doing. By the way, <laughs> it was in the show notes because again, I can again I cancelled the the podcast for COVID very late, so there was show notes and everything. Moody went in, saw that we were doing switch sports and guessed sixty nine, which wasn't actually far off as it turns out. Was <laughs> it? Yeah, gonna, what
1: seventy two right now or something?
0: Something like that. I'm um, I'm gonna guess that Trektigami go. is mean, gonna get a seventy seven. Ooh! I don't trust. You know, I don't. You know, right. I've lost. You know, I've lost the trust in in Open Critic averages when it comes to indie games. <laughs> that's
1: fair. That's fair. I'll go seventy-eight then.
0: <laughs> ah, too late. Eighty-eight never fails. <laughs> <laughs> you know what annoys me though? Like we're not doing a fantasy critic checking. because barely anything's things happened since the last one. But um, what fucking annoys me is like. So I, you know, you know what I talked about when Norcor came out and it got like a ninety-one on Orphan critic, and I was like, "Fuck!" I was thinking about getting that game because it was the Tribeca game last year, like the, the the winner of the Tribeca <clears throat> Games Festival. And literally last week, um, oh sorry, the week before now, it'll be like two weeks ago. I had a bid for Rogue Legacy two, um, put in, and then I bottled it at the last minute and cancelled it. <laughs> it's got a fucking eighty-nine, and I was like, "God damn it." <laughs> I could be absolutely fucking storming my way like up the table if I'd like not bottled those two games.
1: You bottled it. You? I bottled
0: it. I really did. Like so, I had to, to put the bid in on like the Monday, and then like bid, when bids get revealed on a Thursday night, so like Friday more or less for us, um, and then you are locked into those games because because it, it, they all get shown. So like it would have shown that someone had bid on Rogue Legacy too. But you can't bid on any new games after that. So it got to like Thursday night. And I logged into the thing. And I was looking at it. And I was like, oh, shit. What if it doesn't do well? And I got proper in my head. And I went, cancel bid. And then Rogue Legacy 2 reviews came out. And it was like ninety, And I was just like, fuck my life. This is terrible. Because now what's going to happen is. Now this happened twice. With two games. What's going to happen is. I'm going to bid on the third game, right? Like, whatever the third indie game is going to be that I look at and go, yeah, this is going to be a game that's going to do well. And then I'm going to be like, ooh, maybe I'm going to bottle it. And then i would be like, no, I bottled it twice and I missed out on, like, basically 40 points. So I'll keep it and then it'll get, like, 60. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's the way my year has been going so far.
1: (laughs) Pretty much.
0: Ah, Moody, it's good to have you back. I'm going to savor these next few episodes.
1: It's good to be back. don't won't lie; I've missed doing this. I enjoy doing this. It's like always a bundle of fun for me. And yeah, like even though I'm only going to be here for like another two more weeks, uh, I will be always here in spirit.
0: God, I hope not. I mean, oh, that's nice. (laughs) Just don't give me COVID again.
1: I didn't give you COVID the first time.
0: I'm blaming you. It's the only thing that changed.
1: <laughs>
0: no, uh, nah, I'm just I'll kidding. I would never blame I'll that on the you. Had to cancel it. Canceled. We were going to go out and everything. It was going to be... Uh, fucking I, 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 I was going to do so much that week as well. Like, that was the week I was supposed to get my nose pierced. And everything. I couldn't go. Like I had COVID. I
1: already
0: had yeah. to delay that once. Now I've had to delay it again. Getting it done. Not this Thursday, but next. No, my luck! I'll probably get hit by fucking lightning on the way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's summer; there wasn't even a cloud in the sky. I don't understand how she got hit by lightning.
1: <laughs> what, is, what is going on?
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to do it for episode three hundred and two of the Words of that Games podcast. Moody, thank you very much for joining me. It's a, a pleasure playing. as always, Amy. I'm gonna it go a melting. Pleasure at all. I'm melting in here. It's fucking. It's You're warm. Melting. It is warm in here, and I don't know why. The window's been open this entire time. Like I said, fuck it, and open the window. It hasn't helped. <laughs> it help. it help. But I'm out of here. So thanks. I'll Peace see you out. next week. Boom. Bye. 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 Woo. <laughs>